Good morning, everybody. This is the Marcus Today Members Podcast on Wednesday, the 18th of October. And I'm afraid the enthusiasm being sucked out of us once again today. We've got a small rise in the market. It's up four points. At one point, it was up 18. But you can't get away from these bond yields, which are absolutely flying. In the US, the 10-year bond yield was up 13 basis points overnight. The two-year was up five basis points. The two-year bond yield in the US at the highest level since 2006. And unless I'm very much mistaken, the Australian two-year bond yields up 23 basis points today and the 10-year bond yields up 18 basis points today. Michelle Bullock is having a, or what is called a fireside chat at the AFSA conference today. And the message from her is that inflation is probably a bit more sticky than they had hoped. And again, as we heard with the RBA minutes yesterday, they are prepared to raise rates if necessary. After those RBA minutes yesterday, which were written up in the headlines as saying another rate rise possible, where really all the RBA minutes said was what we already knew, which is that rates will not have to go up if inflation behaves. But the vibe now is inflation isn't really behaving and is proving more sticky than expected. And on the back of that, Australian bond yields are following US bond yields higher. US bond yields went up on the back of some strong retail sales numbers in the US. US markets behaved themselves and that was partially because some of the consumer stocks rather like the retail sales numbers. If consumer confidence is up, not down, then the market's going to avoid a recession. But as happened, bond yields have to go higher. So the main point today is not so much detail about bond yields, but bond yields are not coming down. And we had that high enough rally last week, which was the rally which was changing the message from higher for longer to rates are high enough and we seem to be getting back to higher for longer again and consequently I can't see the progress in our market from here. There are various charts from me in my section today. The most scary one is the 10-year bond yield, the highest since 2007, two-year bond yield higher since 2006 in the US. But the other chart in there is the chart of the ASX 200, which we know precipitously dropped after that last Fed meeting at the beginning of or yeah beginning of September and our market dropped from 7,300 to 6,900 and then we've rallied 200 points on this hope for bond yields last week but we're losing it again and the way I've written it up is that the ASX 200 just on the chart has failed to break the uptrend sorry failed to break the downtrend that's been in place for the last two or three months and we seem to be on the slide again or at least lacking momentum and on the back of that I really can't change the cash holdings in the strategy portfolio the momentum isn't in equities at the moment there are also I mean there are always some perma bears around but there are a few economists at the moment who are worried about some sort of bond market moment brought on by concerns about the amount of debt that's around particularly in the US and that rates can't keep going higher because the government will not be able to fund itself and this might lead to some sort of bond market moment and there are a number of strategists talking about flight to safety, caution on the stock market, caution on the bond market, buying gold, all that sort of doom and gloom stuff. But there are just over the last month or so a growing number of commentators that appear to have credibility warning of some sort of systemic problem 
them. Don't worry too much about that. The perma bears are always around. As I've written before, apart from 10 dividend stocks you have to own, the main clickbait in the stock market is anything with the word crash in it. And there is a part of the bell curve of optimism and pessimism, which is super pessimistic. There aren't many people that stand out there, but the people that stand out there are permanently negative. And then when anything goes wrong, they suddenly become famous and say, I told you so. But they will put you off holding in a bear in a bull market. They will put you off buying anything ever, but arc up when everything goes wrong. So those people still plowing their fields and don't drop into their furrows. Right. Bond market concerns aside, Hamas Israel doesn't seem to be affecting the stock market too much. Biden's obviously heading out there to try and claim some role in pacification. He's there today, I think going out tonight, Wednesday. The obvious concern here is that Iran gets involved. Maybe that's what spiked Biden's advisors to tell him to get on an aeroplane. The main concern is if Iran gets involved and we end up with oil embargoes like we did in the 70s and 80s, then the oil price goes up, then we're in a world of hurt on bonds and debt and the US government. And I've got charts of the oil price and the gold price in the newsletter today. But waiting to see which way that drops. Obviously, if things escalate again, apart from the hospital bombing last night, if things get out of control and Iran gets involved, then gold and oil still worth holding and trading. We're still holding Northern Star in the ideas portfolio, gold stock, and that's doing okay. It's not exactly lighting us up at the moment. The other driver of the market at the moment is US results season. Goldman Sachs saw their profits drop 33% in the third quarter on a lack of M&A and IPO deals, a deal slump, as they called it, and also on real estate write-downs. So doing some accounting so that they can add profits back later. But anyway, Goldman Sachs share price down 1.6 last night and Bank of America had results which beat expectations, share price up 2.3%. We've got Tesla and Netflix results on Thursday. Average earnings for the results season are expected to be up 2.2% in the third quarter. Usually the results season or the results season can be a catalyst for a good market rally. Doesn't seem to be happening. Plus the poster child of the AI boom, NVIDIA down 4.7% overnight as Biden stepped in to halt supplies of NVIDIA AI chips to China so the US can stay ahead. So NVIDIA, there's a chart of NVIDIA in my section. Since that phenomenal rally into June, it's been going sideways and now going short term down. Waiting to see, I don't think NVIDIA have results this results season or in this particular week or two. So we'll have to rely on all the other big tech stocks with results coming up mostly next week. Apple, Google, Amazon, Meta, you know the names. We talk a lot about NVIDIA, but I would just point out revenue for NVIDIA is 32 billion. Revenue for something like Google is 290 billion. It's a tenth of the size. So a lot of noise for a relatively small stock. 21% of their revenue comes from China. And they are on a PE of 40 times, which isn't too demanding for this sort of stock. It was on 116 times last year. So 40 times dropping 25 times. But price to sales ratio 19 times, which is just ridiculous, dropping to 13 times next year. So it's still expensive. But return on equity 80% this year, 75% next year. They have earnings numbers on the 22nd of November. So they won't have them in this little result. 
results season. So US results, usually a positive, not really happening yet. More headlines about the Chinese property saga, country garden on the brink of default again. We've known about this for two years. Not we, but people cleverer than me have known about the property problems in China. I'm not sure that it is really a market moving event. Speaking of China, we have at one o'clock today, we have Chinese GDP numbers. GDP in the second quarter was up 6.3%. This is the third quarter number is expected to be up 4.4%. The government target, of course, is 5%. GDP is supposed to bounce back in the fourth quarter to 4.9%. So look out for GDP. They also have retail sales industrial production today at one o'clock. And that's about that. In the Macquarie portfolio, have a look at the portfolio section in my section today and you'll see still in downtrend, not buying Macquarie at the moment. We need a bull market market for Macquarie. And I'm not sure those Goldman Sachs results down 33% on a deal slump really reflect very well on Macquarie. BHP have had production numbers today. Iron ore output dropped. Copper was good. Selling coal mines to Whitehaven Coal announced today. And the share price of BHP today up 0.1%, up 5 cents on a $45 stock. So unaffected by production numbers. Rio as well had production numbers yesterday. They were okay. Share price up 0.2% today. Production numbers not really moving the needle on either of those stocks. Woodside have had production numbers as well today. They're up 0.6%. Other stuff coming up. We, of course, have the bank results season coming up. Macquarie on November 3rd. Westpac November 6th. NAB November 9th. ANZ November 13th. Dividends to follow. Usually rally into those, but they're not doing very much at the moment. So I have not bought into a dividends strip, which I would have put in the ideas portfolio, but it's just lacking. Lacking momentum and enthusiasm and just to point out although they do usually rally into results and dividends the banks usually peak a few days before they go ex-dividend. UK inflation numbers today I think there are euro inflation numbers as well today. We've written up TPG Telecom had a bit of a bounce yesterday looks like the Vocus purchase of their fibre assets is back on. The conclusion was if you want to play in this sector Telstra is the obvious play but really for income investors rather than growth investors. TPG is more of a growth story, but having jumped 11% yesterday, I don't think there's much left in it. So the conclusion is not to chase it. Uh, We have production numbers tomorrow from Santos and Northern Star. Northern Star we hold. We also have AGMs from the ASX, which we hold at a loss in our portfolios. Um, Marcus today, growth and income portfolios, that is. Quite a bad loss as well. So waiting to see what they have to say. Transurban have an AGM tomorrow as well. And there are a host of other AGMs. One of the most interesting will be MFG. Nick Scarley's also got an AGM. And there we go. That's about it. So as I say, just can't buy the equity market whilst bond yields are doing that. At some point, bond yields will peak, but it's not this week. As I leave you, Dow futures are down 76. NASDAQ futures down 46, which is down 0.3%. All the interest rate sensitive sectors getting hammered today. Information, technology, REITs, utility consumer discretionary, resources and financials, which is banks and BHP and Rio holding the market up today. Although the market is now, it's now down, down seven points as I leave you. Watch out for those bond yields. Watch out for the Chinese GDP numbers. You have a fabulous day and we will be back tomorrow.